It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me here. My name's Zach. This is Catalyst Collective. Go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, and then we'll get rolling. Hello. <laughs> great introduction. Good, great introduction. <laughs> Tyler, moving on. Did you say moving on? Okay, yeah. my name is Spencer King. Well, hey, Spencer King. Hey, Hello, my name is Chris. This is ASMR. All right, sweet. Hey, so what we're doing tonight, we're just going to have a little conversation. Okay. Hopefully, it'll be a short conversation that gets you wrestling with a couple of ideas. Oh, it won't be short. I've been wrestling with it. Better be short. <laughs> we're, cut, we're just cutting it off. No one wants to do this for that long. Here's where it all started. For me, we're here in Austin, Texas, and we're sitting right in the middle of one of the largest festivals in the world, South by Southwest. And I love going down there because I love music and film and all the free food and the pancakes, and I walk a whole lot, and it's great. But I love being in the middle of a, a festival that's all about innovation. It's crazy. Like You'll see drones rolling the street. They paid homeless people to be Wi-Fi beacons. They launched Twitter and Foursquare. And that explains why I'm getting such good connection down there. Right? On every street corner. That, that homeless guy is following you. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's all forward thinking. And so for me, on Wednesday, it was kind of weird where I went from downtown in the middle of the future, essentially, to go back to like an old historical church with like the old rugged cross and the stone and the stained glass and everything else. And so what I want to talk about just a little bit tonight is innovation and the church and, uh, and get you guys' thoughts, experiences. You guys... Those two words don't go together. And I think that's the typical thought. You guys have all been in the church world long enough mm-hmm. to, to have some sort of idea or opinion on this. So let's just start real quick. On a scale of like 1 to 10, like 1 being old school... 10 being super innovative, pushing everything forward. Where does the church fall? Wait, now or like the second century? <laughs> <laughs> There's your still, answer. We're still oh. doing the second century. Oh, right now. Okay. Oh, God, that's... We kind of got better with our music side, so I'm going to take it from a three to a four. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I mean, not Christian radio. That's... <laughs> we're 10 years out. <laughs> I think in ways the church is pretty progressive um, yeah. as far as everything they've got their hand in um, are all futuristic, we'll say, technology. For instance, you know, they've, a lot of churches have their hand in video at, yeah. to a degree. They're live streaming, yeah. doing things like that, which you would say are, is pretty progressive. Um, their music, yeah, is getting better. It's a little, still a little bit behind, um, but there's definitely a few standout artists that are definitely moving things forward. Chris mm-hmm. Tomlin, Michael W. <laughs> All those guys, you know. Don't you know? Um, I was trying to think. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, so yeah, all those guys are just yeah, they're just moving the Take me back. moving it up. Um, try- thinking about video real quick. Yeah, Mosaic Church a couple years back shot that Super Bowl commercial, mm-hmm. and it actually aired during the Super Bowl. Oh wow! They won that contest. Was, was it a national or was it just local? Yeah, it was nationally. Wow. Okay. And so yeah, there's some churches doing some really cool things and yeah, spending sure. a lot oh, of money. There are others that are still running power. Sorry, you're talking about Mosaic down in California. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Not the local. <laughs> God, there God, is a Mosaic. We have a Mosaic church. in Austin. Yeah. So yeah. We're yeah. excited. You're talking about the leading one in America, not yeah. just the local average church. Gotcha. Yeah. I got I got thrown off there. 
I'll say we're a solid five right now. Okay, five, five, five out of ten. I would actually have to stick with that too. Five, I'd say, yeah, to the point. There is a lot of stuff that is being progressed, but there's still some stuff that they're not quite catching up on the trends on. Well, that's that was the question though: is are we leading the pack? Are we innovating, or are we just the late bloomers who are finally catching up? And I feel like we are the late bloomers that are finally catching yes. up. That does not mean we are in the Stone Ages. You know, we're not just the Puritans here, but. We're also well. Let's how talk, many things do we put out there that other people follow? Changing the world. Well, let's talk about leading the way. Does sure. leading the way mean main innovator, or is, does that mean just someone who's getting in early? Because if we're talking about somebody who's getting in early and perfecting, I'd say the church has done some things pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For instance, live streaming. Right. Sure. Um, how many churches are live streaming now? Um, you don't you don't see the businesses live streaming or or whatever. There's a lot of things that aren't utilizing social media. Cell phone and a tripod, but we're getting there. Like we're taking <laughs> some, some of them. Steps. There's also a lot of. Uh, some that are doing it TV quality. Yeah, so. no, for sure. Yeah, I saw this one church that was doing an at the movies series, and they had inflatable dinosaurs come out and jeeps roll like pyrotechnics. It's it. insane. So much money. It's great. Insane. Wow. So some churches are blowing it up out on a Sunday morning, and others are come just on. getting by. I mean, you're kind of this is your wheelhouse. Like you work yeah. at Tesla, so you see innovation all the time. What I mean is the church where model do you see Y the church? baby today. Sorry, oh, I man. know. And so. I mean, I'm even reading a book on Elon Musk right now just because I want to learn a little more about our culture and where we come from and all that stuff. And like, our CEO leader. is, yeah, yeah, like, certifiably, <laughs> cult, like, cult. Sure, mad sure. scientists <laughs> leading the way. You know, how do, what do we do next for space industry? Well, we land rockets. What do we do for cars? You know, let's change the industry. Yeah. Solar panels, all of this stuff. And I was thinking about earlier, what would that be for the church? What would be, like, the game-changing thing that we would even make out there as the church that would change? And not just tweak something, <clears throat> but, like, revolutionize yeah and i don't see mm-hmm. us doing that a whole lot i mean you listen to elon musk on joe rogan and he's talking about electric <laughs> planes and all the things that are possible and if god gives us dreams like we should be leading the charge with helping the world dream to you know make it a better place but i, I see us just trying to catch up with conversations it feels like we're always chasing culture it feels like we're letting culture lead the way and then we're figuring out how we respond mm-hmm. i think there's some like youth pastors out there who are doing a killer job with tech and like plugging into culture and speaking the language. I think sometimes maybe the problem is they don't really have a voice in the church. And so if you can figure out how like the exec pastor and the other leadership team work with the youth pastor, somebody young and in touch, you know, the church would really, really kill it. Well, that's, and that's the thing too. Cause like, uh, I know we've discussed this before, but I've seen a lot of, you know, movements, a lot of progressive movements of sorts in society, in culture happen, where we've talked about why wasn't the church the one to start that movement? And I think, you know, a lot of that is, you know, the church is sitting back waiting for something else to move, something else to shake and happen. And then, oh, how should we respond to that rather than being the ones to have the world say, oh, how should we respond to the movement, the things that they're doing, the progress that they're making for all of us. Totally. And you're you're a YouTuber, so you're all about capturing stories and sharing stories. Yeah. We kind of talked about that with the Gillette ad. There was a Gillette ad on toxic masculinity, and uh, it just blew up. And everybody's like, I don't want Gillette teaching me, you know, ethics or morals or whatever. The church should have been the one that made that and is pushing that message forward. Like, yeah. what does it mean to be a man? But we're, we're just, we don't even play in that ballpark so so do you think part of the problem is that part of church culture is holding on 
to the past. I mean, part of church culture is holding on to traditionalism. Yeah, let's do that. So what what do you think some of the barriers are that keep the church from innovating, pushing forward? And I think that's probably the biggest one. I think so. Like, we're, we're creatures of comfort. Yeah, just wait till the boomer generation passes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Sorry, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, like, we're creatures of habit, right? Like, we... We seek comfortability. There's something in our human nature that wants to feel safe. And if I know how everything works and plays and I don't have to change, I feel safe. And I like that. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we we know what's comfortable. We grew up in it. And so you start associating the good things with just the thing things. And that mm. some of those thing things are the pulpit up at the front, you know, the song, hymnals, it is well. And they're all good stuff. But they are just elements of the culture at the time that we then associate this is what faith looks like or Jesus or purity or a lot of these things that they aren't. That was the expression of the time, but we want to keep these today because we think we're deviants if we get away from that in any way, shape, or form. See, I don't even think it's about being a deviant if they break away from traditionalism. I think it's that they're using they're using the business plan that's always worked. Right, I mean, we we have a structure that's Whoa, been. Oh, you can't call a church a business plan. Oh, like, I'm absolutely. I'm entrepreneurially minded. So, and that leads to my next point is I think we we're using a business plan that has worked. We have a format that's worked, and that's why when we watch Bethel and we watch Hillsong, uh, they don't look very different to me. Um, and well, they're the internet to the paper industry, friend. That's right. Well, they're and they're booming. So my thing, um, I think, is another huge part of this is. Um, we lack visionaries in the church. We lack entrepreneurs and we lack, uh, application. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that we have good project managers speaking in the, the industry I come from, from. the project manager <laughs> working in the tech field. I don't think we have project yeah. managers who are good enough to execute. And I don't think we look at church, uh, in a sense of business as we should either. Yeah. Um, because, because there's a lot that we can learn from the corporate world, the Elon Musks in the world, um, that are doing great things and they're visionaries in their own right. That's basically, that's basically saying that right now the church is in a position of blockbuster and in Netflix and Redbox world where things are happening with the church is is blockbuster. It's the thing that happened in the nineties and in the captain Marvel movie. <laughs> he was going to bring up Captain Marvel somehow. Uh-huh. I mean, movie guys got to bring it up, but yeah, you know, you see the way Blockbuster went. They weren't able to to catch up. They they could have easily been the innovators in the industry. They could have done what Netflix and Redbox are, are doing in terms of getting movies quick and easy into people's homes. They caught on that way too late, and you saw the way they went. So, what is the church doing to kind of stay above that line and not fall to? fall behind like blockbuster did yeah yeah when blockbuster had streaming services they had Mm -hmm. the digital and the mail and the like brick and mortar stores it was the leadership that said hey we're Mm -hmm. cutting all of that and pulled back and caused them to tank so maybe there's some leadership stuff going on but i like these barriers right like tradition and creatures of comfort we start to get super comfortable with the tradition and just ride it out and almost i I dare we say like maybe you start to worship the tradition even more than what the tradition Mm -hmm. represents or the idea that sometimes church culture can like exclude business mindsets because mm-hmm. it doesn't look as spiritual. But what if you had like spirit like spirit led strategic planning? What if you mm-hmm. you know honored those people in your congregation? I think they would experience God more, and your church would thrive. Right. You know, maybe the, the, here's the deal: they're probably not going to be the guys crying 
in the front row during worship or running aisles or anything like that. You're going to have to like seek these guys out and find a way to make it happen. For sure. Any other barriers? No, I mean, I think that that really starts on just another one that, I mean, the, because we don't see everything as spiritual often and only a certain set things. And of course, the more explicit things that Jesus says, which of course are, but it's a very limited view. The church is always trying to go in just one single direction, pushing in just one way. While the rest of the world is, I mean, they can kind of look, really make it up as they go. You know, Elon wants to save the world. Well, what's our savior? Let's take you to Mars, friend. You know, yeah. of course the church isn't leaning us to Mars. But um, because they're not tapping into the Elons, like you're saying, they're not tapping into these other fields, these other areas, because it seems less spiritual, there's a whole lot they're missing that could be implemented in the church. And, you know, kind of carried out from there. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and what a cool way to, like, tap into culture and speak to a generation that's thinking about and wrestling with all these things. Like, let's talk about, like, what role does God have in bioethics or us going to Mars or even a crazy little conversation about, like, God and extraterrestrial life? Did Jesus die for aliens? Could, you know, jumpstart a conversation with this next generation. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I mean, even like some of the things that are just big topics right now. What was it Mark Driscoll said? Oh, recycling? No, I know the guy who made the earth and I know the guy who's going to burn it up. Yeah, he's going like, to get rid of this one anyways. Yeah, well, what, what if we uh, engage culture a little my more on where they're hip, at on these? Sad hippie heart. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and even, now the push is stewardship and it's led by the world. Even to that point, like you, you look at, you, you bring up, did Jesus die for aliens? Well, look at Jesus back in the day and how the Pharisees acted and what they were stuck in their traditional ways. And Jesus came and shook things up yeah, and said, did. hey, you know what? We're bringing the Gentiles in also. And so, I mean. Hold up. Yeah, and the Pharisees are like, wait, 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 hold on. And just the way he shook up culture then and progressing, yeah, Jesus was progressive for the faith back in those days. Yeah, totally. Uh, crazy. I heard this, like, Brueggemann quote this week, but it was like, when Israel was in Egypt, they were slaves to Egyptians, like a very, very literal slavery. And then when Jesus rolls on the scene, 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 scene. Selene? Yeah, Selena. Selena. When Jesus rolls on the scene oh, and he finds Israel in Jerusalem, he finds the Pharisees, they're a slave to religion. Like when they were closest was in the middle ground when they were wandering and relying on God for every next step. What a cool place to be. Okay, do you guys have any ideas as far as churches or people leading the way and innovating or any ideas that the church can implement like right, right now? Um, I, think of, I think of Scott the Painter. Like, if you don't know this guy, check him out. Super cool. But, like, performance art, uh, speaking to the heart of a broken generation. I think of Mosaic Church in L.A. Um, and then I think of all the else, humble churches that are just trying to face. And that's not FaceTime. Mm -hmm. FaceTime. No, for <laughs> sure. What is it? Live stream. Trying to live stream. Just trying to live stream from their cell He's phones. in his 30s now. Yeah. Oh. Teach me to Facebook. <laughs> you guys have any other examples yeah, of cool no, stuff? I think a lot of them, like you said, like a Scott the Painter, it's the outliers. It's the ones that wouldn't be normally the poster child at a church of, you know, what are we about, who represents us. But they are out there. Um, same with the music scene. Same with, I think, even film now. You know, the stuff is out there. It's eventually going to manifest into a lot more. We're going to see more of that stuff coming. But I think there's already a few heavy hitters that, whether fully agree with them or not, I mean, you see like the Dave Ramseys who are like lean at financial area and he's respected whether you're Christian or not. You, mm -hmm. you know, you see the John Maxwell's who are like, he's a, he's a leadership name, whether you believe Jesus or not. And a few of those that like, they are changing the game with their faith 
you know, in these other areas, these other cultures and tiers of like society. Totally. I think the big thing is that everybody's got to start looking inside. What are the gifts? What are the strengths that God has placed within them that they can tap into and kind of use in their fields? Like for so long, the way I've heard it in church is that, oh, your office space where you go to work is your is your mission field. And I think there's a lot to that that can actually be turned around and applied to. Okay, but you know, maybe it's not just the office I'm supposed to be at. Maybe God placed a dream within my head to expand and go somewhere else. Um, for instance, me doing stuff on YouTube, what direction can I go in eventually someday in my big dream with what I want to do there mm-hmm. that can turn and point people back to the story that God is trying to write in their lives? Yeah. And so, I mean, that, I think that's a big one. T- tap into your gifts. Tap into the things that God wanted you to do, and you'll start innovating. You'll start progressing things forward yeah you're cultivating culture like that's what it's all about spence i think it starts with being analytical um i think all inventors and innovators usually start with okay what's broken or what can be approved upon um and i think that's should be used just for the church as well yeah um what is broken um what what is working why did it become successful? Looking at the business plan, doing some gap analysis, seeing what's missing, and seeing how we can <clears throat> use people and their gifts and their talents and utilize them to come up with new and exciting solutions. And then I think the other part about this is finding people who can apply it well. So and and using social media, social media, you know, I I'm gonna butcher his name, but like Gary Vaynerchuk, is that his name? No, you, you know Vaynerchuk. Okay. Gary V. Beautiful. Yeah, um, he's a very interesting guy. I love I love hearing him. But yeah. we live in a world of social media. Using a way to to actually apply new ideas and and using that platform to actually apply into local communities well. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I foresee that innovation, our hardest roadblock is going to be to overcome and start something new when it feels so foreign. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think I think definitely a big piece of it is just trying to block out fear. There's a fear of exploring how did God actually make me and what did he actually make me to do. And there's a fear that if it doesn't fit into what the church I attend, the church body that I attend, if it doesn't fit into their plan, maybe that's not necessarily what God has for me. When in reality, God says, no, I'm, having, I'm here to have a personal relationship with you and to guide you to something specific that... I'm trying to lead you to, and we're too afraid to necessarily dive into that and find out what that actually is. For sure, yeah. and that's like a common thread throughout all innovators, though, is that you're willing to break away from the Step pack. Out and leave. Yeah, there's that mm-hmm. time of separation, almost even an outcast, uh, until the rest of the world starts to follow you and realize, oh, you know, we'll we'll look at this person in the end as the one who led and the innovator, but really they were they were the loser in the beginning because they weren't doing things right. They weren't doing mm-hmm. what was value based at their community, their friends, whatever that looked like. But they saw a vision that was a little bit further, a little bit bigger, and kept going. So it's going to take some people that are just you know, honestly just brave to yeah. step out and yeah. probably be called some pretty nasty stuff. Yeah, that's big. I I think too often in the church we look to one another. And I'm like, man, what is he doing? I'm going to do that mm-hmm. and just maybe do a little bit better. But, like, measure yourself on what God has for you. And nobody else, like, there's nobody better to guide you in the stepping out than God himself. Mm-hmm. And so it takes great humility to say, God, what's broken? And invite God in to that, the fixing. Um, but the church has to do that. And then I would say the last thing, we're not saying change the message. We're not saying mm-hmm. we're innovating the message. We're just changing the method. And so... 
We invite you guys into this process. We hope that you'll share your best ideas below. And uh, let's continue this conversation. Love you guys. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Wow. We should have live streamed this. Until <laughs> <laughs> yep. right. next time. For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.